0: Um, okay, cool. Well, let's go. Yeah. Um, so, listeners, listener, singular, depending on where you're joining us. Um, actually, I want to start again. Thought, <laughs> what, what do I do? <laughs> you do the intro. This is your job. Don't outsource it because you're feeling tired. That is good. This is your job.
1: Outsource something <laughs> really tired. Okay, fine. Okay. All right. Hello, you. everyone. This is Cryptoversity episode four or five I think now we've done so three. many I'm losing count three. Three. so three. many <laughs> <laughs> um, stuff, but, but thanks for thank you for tuning in great to have you back if you're a returner or if it's your first time then maybe go listen to the old ones first
0: if you haven't done that already but I'm Jack and and this is Mike Mike how are you i'm doing good jack doing very good thank you back in um back in the us now after my travels back to the uk for christmas to see the family Exciting. uh and i'm up in breckenridge up in the mountains cool good to know where how are you, you how are you doing jack good yeah <laughs> that's relevant. But it's where i am if anyone's interested can yeah. drop a pin for my address how are you doing jack i realized yeah. um on the last show, I never ask you that. It's so, fine, man. It's, you know, how are you, Jack? I don't need it. I don't need it. I'm well. Yeah, I'm well. You know,
1: I'm still in Bristol. We're doing locations. Still here. Not moving around. Um,
0: in my so. kitchen. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Also enjoying it. It's been it's been too long, hasn't it, Mikey? Since our last it one. It has. Um, what, why you said you are feeling? Um, not to put you on blast, Jack, but you said you are feeling a bit uh, a bit unprepared today. Why? Well, why is that? Why, what's, yeah, I don't know. Talk, we've had. Talk to me? Ironically, we've had the longest amount of time between pods to prepare
1: and have done maybe done the least prep for it, which is a sort of ironic situation in it. Because we've had had weeks, Mike, to to prep yeah. this one. But that's not to say we've done none. I think I'm just a bit tired. I've done some painting, but a long day's work. So I'll um it's up to you to galvanize me, I think.
0: Sounds with, good. Uh, today's topic, Mike, which is what? So today's topic is NFTs. Jack, Mm. non-fungible tokens, which we've Mm. not really spoken about at all, I guess. But I I think I have an impression maybe that you're a little bit skeptical about them, um, whereas I think they're pretty interesting. So I think that could be quite, quite a good, healthy debate and conversation when we get onto them. Slash heated
1: argument. Yeah, no, it will be... <laughs> At the end of the
0: pod. <laughs> it will be... Yeah,
1: it will be interesting. I think I... Yeah, you're, you're fair to say I'm a bit sceptic, but I'm here to learn. It's cryptoversity,
0: yep. open minds and all that, isn't it? So, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Well, yeah, should, we, should, we, should we kick off before we jump into NFTs, I guess, so just a, a, a quick rundown of the running order for the show. Sure. We've got our uh, Crypto News which will be Jack and I both kind of pulling out something that's happened recently in crypto. And listeners, I I don't know what Jack's story is, but get get excited because I asked him about it before the show and his exact words were, it's not funny, it's not interesting, but it is something that happened recently. So does hit the 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 poor definition of news. Ticking one of the three Uh, boxes. So So a little, little teaser there. Um, then we're going to jump into nfts talk about what we learned and finally wrapping up with our first installment of an update on portfolio wars yeah and i'm sure which is going to be excited (laughs) for that see how much money we've made (laughs) how we've grown our portfolios since the start (laughs) of the year um didn't pick the best time to start that jack we well, started portfolio was january 1st and have had three and a half consecutive weeks of the crypto market taking an absolute nose dive well um i mean should we i know we, we're
1: starting on the news but should we maybe i mean the big news really of the last three weeks is like you just said the absolute sort of decimation of the market. Yeah. I mean, should we start on that and just mention a little bit of that? I'd be a interested bit. to know what your thoughts are on it, really. So I guess, should we clarify what has happened at time yeah. of recording? So the big boys, I mean, it's been, it's been read across the board, right?
0: Yeah. Well, I guess it's really since the all-time highs in November, like early November. Since then, the market has dropped by over 50% so that the, the all time high that mm. i have it for bitcoin was 16000 or just shy of 69000 and now it hit its lowest this week at 30 just under 33000 so dropped by more than 50% and it's now sitting around 36 so basically at about mm. 50% of where it was from the all time highs in november i am seeing a correlation jack between us starting cryptoversity and the direction of the market so i don't know whether it's people tuning in thinking well if this is what your average crypto investor sounds like and thinks like fuck that i'm out um so that could be part of it um but yeah what no what in all seriousness what what do you think the um causes of the crash are and kind of how, how are you feeling about it
1: i don't know man i don't know like there's always to me it seems every week there's a thing you can point at that's happened with American politicians or the global markets or the stock market, or there's always some world event you can point to. But how much of that is causation? How much of it's correlation? I don't know, really. And I guess all I can say is anecdotally, people I know in that sort of got into crypto over the last couple of years, strangely seem to, I don't know if it was because of the December kind of lull after the November highs, but have kind of gone into 2022 saying, right, yeah, I've sort of, I'll just hold my crypto now. I'm not going to invest anymore. I'm still into it and stuff, but this year I'm not going to focus on it. Um, And that was sort of before the crash. So I wonder if that's that kind of new year thing has, has happened. Maybe people associate crypto with lockdown and COVID and now we're coming out of that. They're sort of looking to other new things. I
0: don't know that could be complete nonsense. What do you think? I think I think the truth is no one knows. So any suggestion that either of us make could be right, could be wrong. So yeah, yeah that sounds great. Why, why not let it be that? <laughs> but I think, I, I think that it's maybe more of a sign of something that we kind of touched on in the first episode about Bitcoin, that Bitcoin has been, it's been suggested that Bitcoin could be uncorrelated to the stock market and could be a hedge against not only inflation, but also against the downturn in the markets. But I think it's pretty safe to say that isn't the case because the crash in the markets in March, April 2020, when COVID kind of first... Um, hit uh bitcoin dropped off as well bitcoin dropped by Mm. i think about 80 percent then and we've seen that the stock market both the dow jones index and the nasdaq this year haven't started well the nasdaq at the moment since the start of the year is down about 16 percent which is significant Mm. like and the nasdaq is the more sorry like the nasdaq is the more tech based one right yeah, exactly. So the, the Nasdaq is an index of tech stocks. So things like um, Netflix would be on the Nasdaq, or um, Facebook might be on the Nasdaq. Mm. So it's the more that con- they're seen as some of the riskier stocks, or, or at least somewhat more speculative because their values on uh, the value of the stock is not as closely correlated to things like earnings. For example, so like you have value stocks that are more like traditional companies where the value is based on the health of the balance sheet or the PL and like the longevity of the company and then growth stocks and more speculative stocks. And a lot of the tech companies get lumped into that because their valuations are oftentimes more closely correlated to like what their potential is versus what their actual... Well, some of them don't are. make any earnings, do they? For years. Right. Yeah, there's one, I think it's Rivian maybe, that's a self-driving car, like an autonomous, I think, I'm, I'm a but I think it's like an autonomous vehicle company that I don't think it has any revenue, but is trading, um, at, or, or certainly has like very little revenue, but is trading at um, a market cap of almost $50 billion. And that's one, for example, that in the past month, or sorry, um, year to date is down about 50%. Mm. So again, those more speculative stocks have taken a real battering as well. And the NASDAQ being down by 16% doesn't sound that big in crypto where a 50% drop is almost like par for the course now, but it's massive in traditional investing. Like in Mm a stock market, a 16% dip is is a correction and almost kind of creeping into like bear market territory of um, an economic downturn. There was something that I was listening to by... um, an investor, and entrepreneur called Chamath Paliapitia, I believe is how you say his name. He was like an mm-hmm. early Facebook employee. Now in the venture capital space, very early investor in Bitcoin. He does a really good podcast called the All In Podcast. Which, if you've listened to Crypto and you're thinking, okay, maybe I actually want some valuable content I some now, I couldn't oh. I couldn't re- <laughs> I couldn't more highly recommend the All In Podcast. Um, but he said on that that we're in kind of a pretty Insane time right now, where people like Elon Musk and Jeff Be- Bezos, who have traditionally said that they would never sell their stock, are selling huge amounts of their own stock mm-hmm. and their billions of dollars of their own stock. So it kind of seems like they are potentially, you know, some of the smartest people in the world preparing for an economic downturn. And then we have real estate; uh, it's kind of highest rates ever. The stock market at the end of last year, highest rates. Bitcoin at all-time highs. And it's kind of seen as this like everything bubble, and that uh, maybe there's just too much liquidity and like froth in the markets in all of these different investment categories.
1: Yeah, I f- it's funny. And I've heard that there's people think there's froth in the markets for since I've started investing, really. And it's mm. people always point to, point to it, but I think there's fear as well of
0: inflation cost of living yeah. certainly in the uk i mean it suddenly hit the headlines the cost of living stuff well inflation here is uh, official inflation is 7% but that doesn't mm. take into account gas it doesn't take into account rent or real estate so which is big anyway 7% big right, anyway 7% year on year it's again, the first ever episode we did we talked about the compound interest effect mm. And so like, if it's not really 7%, it's probably closer to like 10 to 15, but let's even just say it's at 7% over one. So if you have a hundred bucks after one year, the purchasing power drops down to 93. If you stay at that level for two years, now your purchasing power is is $86, three years, 80, four years, 75, five years, $70. So the value and the purchasing power, if you stay at that level of inflation over five years, you're losing 30% of your purchasing power, which means if your wages aren't going up by that, you're effectively making less money each year, Mm -hmm. your savings are reducing each year. And um, yeah, it's a a real problem.
1: Yeah, but it's funny, isn't it? Because bringing that back to crypto, a lot of crypto advocates think that crypto is a great inflation hedge, but that
0: isn't the case if inflation's going up but oh crypto has gone down 50 percent. so it's sort of so this is but that's interesting because that's what i think has got so the the day that crypto or the day that bitcoin was at its all-time high was also the day that inflation figures were released that showed that inflation was at a 40-year high so it was the same day that they announced that was when that all-time high happened but i think the one potential reason for the downturn is that The Federal Reserve in the US have basically announced that they, and even yesterday, as recently as yesterday, announced that they're going to be raising interest rates because of inflation or to try and curtail inflation Mm -hmm. and that they're likely to stop. It's something we talked about actually a couple of episodes ago, tapering. They're going to stop the buying, stop pumping money into the economy, reduce the rate at which they're pumping money into the economy. So I think what we're potentially seeing is the markets, everything from crypto to the stock market reacting to the fact that there's going to be less money pumped into the system mm. and rate interest rates are going to increase, which will mean it's more expensive to borrow money because right now it's almost free to borrow uh-huh. money. If you're a big institution, it's 0.25% is of the federal interest rate, which means that if you borrow a $1 million dollars, a hundred million dollars. As long as you can make more than that, you you you're you're in the you're in the green kind of thing. So I think that that's maybe what the market is kind of pricing in is that interest rates are going to shoot up this year and there's going to be less stimulus. Hmm. Um, but it's hard to see how that play or what my kind of bet. So I I'm going to just be honest. I bought more Bitcoin in the in the downturn. I bought I'm- more Bitcoin at the like thirty five k mark. The reason is that my bet is even if, as this money comes out of the market, I think Bitcoin will drop. I think everything will. but So I do have some money on the sidelines to, to maybe invest a little more. But um, I think that once people move into cash, they're not going to want to stay there for long because that's being... Um, Plated away. Exactly, because they're losing their purchasing power. So they'll quickly have to deploy that elsewhere. And um, that's where my hedge my bet my hope and prayer (laughs) that that ends up being bitcoin um in the kind of medium to long term
1: interesting yeah i was going to ask you how it had affected you the last three weeks in terms of your sort of emotions relating to crypto and behavior but i guess you've answered that there um, I mean, it's
0: not been fun. Let's be honest. No, <laughs> it's no. Definitely not been fun. <laughs> and I did, I've going to be honest. I did download the, um, I did download Coinbase again, so I've got that back on my. Phone. You
1: got it. Back. get back, get back <laughs> on it. We need more people downloading it, Mike, to get those numbers up. Uh, uh, but yeah, yeah, I don't know.
0: It's not fun, but it's. I, I still. I think it's funny because if you listen to any crypto experts, they'll say, "Yep, yeah, it's going to." There's. Um, Here's, here's a, a convincing argument as to why crypto is going to 100k, but be prepared that along the way, mm. um, there will be these 50% drawdowns. Yeah. And everybody hears that and acknowledges that and thinks they're ready for it. But then when they happen, I think everybody, myself included, starts uh, Questioning panicking it all. and thinking, well, actually, hang on, is this all bullshit? <laughs> it's <laughs> so weird, it's isn't just, it? Yeah, it's just part of the, the ride, hopefully.
1: Yeah, same could be applied to the stock market, can't it? You know, that yep. you get corrections and things. But yeah, Bitcoin, I mean, it's another level of of ups and downs, isn't it? Of-
0: Part of that, though, right, is that there's, there has been a lot more institutional investment. So when there and when there is any kind of panic or fear in the market, investors, institutional and retail, do tend to move into cash to kind of see how things are going to shake mm-hmm. out. And the thing is, like, Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies are one of the most liquid assets out there in that it's so easy to move it into if you have Bitcoin and you're panicked that hey I think in the next two hours crypto is yeah. going to drop you can very easily move your Bitcoin into USDC and then let it drop and then move it back into Bitcoin and there's tax implications to it but it's very easy to do and quick, there yeah. are other financial assets that's not so, like think about real estate yeah, you How can't sell your house it? in a week can you? No, right? Or, or, but we're talking about a minute in 30 seconds 30- Seconds you see something that you're panicked about, and you're an investor, you can move into USDC, let it play mm. out, and then jump back in. Imagine doing that with, I don't know, like a, a an office building that you own, or a retail park, or something mm. like that. It's just not possible. So, yeah, yeah I true. think the, the more shakeups in the market there are, the more shakeups in Bitcoin there'll be. And hopefully, having that kind of resolve and uh, what do they call it? Like diamond hands. Diamond hands. Firm. Hopefully yeah. that pays off. <laughs> Hopefully yeah. that pays up. We'll see. I mean, it's yeah, it's been around. If it had
1: only been around for the last two years, that's when my resolve would have wavered, I think. But because it's now, it's been over a decade now, right. and it, and as you say, these things have happened in the past, then there is kind of a perverse pattern there where you can say, well, look, or you've at least got evidence of the past of it, this happening, and then it
0: going to even more higher places. So, yeah. I've been trying to, over the last couple of weeks, listen to as many um, different voices as possible of people that think Bitcoin's bullshit, just to almost try and talk myself out of it. But I, I genuinely believe that the more convincing arguments are on the side of like the Bitcoin bulls. And Mm. and there's people that that they're maybe not as well known in the UK, but there's entrepreneurs out here. There's a guy called Kevin O'Leary, who was he's one of the, he's on on Shark Tank, which is like the equivalent of Dragon's Den in the UK. And he was a massive Bitcoin skeptic and like debated people on TV all the time um, to say it was basically bullshit and it was going to zero. And last year he changed his mind. And now he's one of the biggest like Bitcoin most public Bitcoin proponents out there. Same from mm. Cuban, who's another entrepreneur on yeah. um, Shark Tank. Yeah, he's pretty and, famous, isn't he? But those and that, even people like Elon Musk, like these are super smart entrepreneurs. And there is part of me that thinks maybe these entrepreneurs that often have a vision of how t- technology or how a market or industry will play out, they're still very bullish on Bitcoin. And they still think that decentralized finance is is kind of the future of the financial sector. And there's also a big investor um, called Ray Dalio, who I think is one of the most successful. I think it was Bridgewater Associates. And that's it. Sorry, that's it. I, I, say I, think, and I said that really casually. I just No, 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 it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think they might be. I think, think it's exactly been, what uh, I've just pulled up on my screen. I think screen. he was born on August, around August 8th, I think, <laughs> 1949. I think maybe like 72 years old. I, I want to say somewhere in the Jackson Heights, New York area. That's It rings a bell. rings a bell. <laughs> um, but so he was another Bitcoin skeptic, um, but recently or like, in the past kind of six months and announced that he now has a small port, uh, allocation of Bitcoin and it, it mm. believes in it now as a, a hedge against inflation. So, Interesting, yeah. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, it isn't the end of the world, but um, I'm still very uneducated and confident <laughs> at the same time that um, it's going to continue to trend in the, in the right direction long term. And I think that's what everybody, whatever they're investing in, has to ask themselves, like, what is your time horizon? Well, if it's a trade you're going into that you plan on jumping out of next week, basically just don't because traders are very rarely successful, right? Like, there are very few billionaires that made it from day trading, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas the super wealthy people are the people that have that long-term view. And, And really that just hold, like, look at the richest people in the world, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, it's it's not because of their um, expert skills in trading. It's basically just they never sold their stock. So yeah. Anyway, I think that um, th- there's still enough signs there for me to feel confident. But yeah, it's it's been it's definitely been tested over been the past couple yeah. of months. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I my we'll get on. To, we need to get onto the new stuff now, don't we? But yeah,
1: but mine's just hit today. It's I'm pretty much exactly even in terms of my investment, because I only started investing last February in crypto. Mm. So it's halved, my whole portfolio is halved back down to exact, almost to the pound, exactly what I've invested in during that period, which is well, quite an interesting day to be doing the pod really. But I think, and a kind of interesting mental way of looking at it, because it just shows how much it did make last year, like how much it ran up during the year. Right. And then has come back down so quickly. Like it is a crazy... It's a crazy
0: thing. Uh-huh. Um, it, it really is. Are you, are you still, just last question, are you still dollar cost averaging in and buying into crypto kind of every week or every month? Yeah,
1: so every month, yeah, every month I'm still doing that. Yeah, so this month, so I do it at the end of each month. So this month, if it stays as it is, I'll be able to buy a lot more. Well, t- twice the amount as, that I would <laughs> have go. bought <laughs> uh, in December or November, so
0: yeah, it's, yeah do you think it's crazy? I know, I know, I know, we need to move on, but don't you think it's crazy that, like, right before, so the the peak of the S and P five hundred was right before pre pre COVID hitting, right? Mm-hmm. It was at its peak at yeah. three thousand three hundred and thirty seven. Yeah. Okay, so that was February twenty first, twenty twenty. Right now, even with this dip, it's at four thousand three hundred twenty eight. So mm-hmm. even with this dip, it's still what is that, maybe like a third up, like 33%? It's mental. it's mental, yeah. How is that the case when we've just had like 18 months of the world being shut down, I just think supply it, chain distributions? I do think there's so much, with the S&P 500 especially,
1: there is so much vested interest in it that like the conspiracy theorist in me thinks it just cannot be allowed to drop for any significant amount of time you know that sound, and that sounds mad doesn't it but i don't know I, th- I mean the other thing with the s&p 500 is one of the benefits of it is it's self cleansing so any it's it it ditches the bad ones every year and gets the good ones in because right, right, it's the 500 biggest ones so that's a, a a benefit to it but you're right generally like how yeah we're in a massive dip now at 4300 we were celebrating 2 years ago at 3380 Right, as an like, all-time high. Yeah, I remember when it hit and three thousand and people economy. couldn't
0: believe it. But the health yeah. of the economy—it's not like it doesn't. I mean, just look around in mm. any—I mean, I guess here in the US, there's definitely the rent moratorium where people couldn't be kicked out of their houses. Um, during COVID, that's ended, so evictions are up. Like, the economy doesn't just doesn't seem to make sense. But I, I don't—I don't think it's a conspiracy theory that you're talking about. I think it's that's the job of the Federal Reserve and the government is to basically keep the economy <clears throat> growing, maybe. I mean,
1: there's definitely a school of thought that, that rejects the idea that the S&P 500 or the stock market isn't in any way tallied to the health of the right. economy anymore, whereas it used right. to be. But the health of the economy, I mean, yeah, you, know, you just look at that corona dip, how quickly it was back up above the all-time high. So it dipped in February. By August, it was above the all-time high again. Right. Whereas Corona was only just getting started then.
0: Maybe, but I guess there's, there are parts of the world, and even here in the US, where by August time, yeah. Anyway, let's move on to news. Sure. Let's uh, start the pod. Let's, yeah. Start. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cut all of that. Cut all of that out. Yeah. My news um, is
1: super quick. It's super quick and boring. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say the news, Mike, and then we can chat about it. So fe- in 2019, Mike, Facebook right. or Meta now announced they were creating a cryptocurrency it was called libra in 2019 right. they changed the name to dm in 20, uh, 2021 because they got a lot of backlash from regulators and changed it from being an altcoin to a stable coin to align with the us dollar so they announced that last year but today they've announced that they're scrapping the whole thing, selling off all their assets to do with it. So, all the people, all the software developers that developed it and all the offices they used to develop it, and they're selling it off and giving it up. So, it won't launch and it hasn't launched yet. And now it, they've just said it will, it definitely will not launch. And that's the news. So, that's,
0: I mean, look, that's somewhat interesting. It's something, <laughs> no, it's something. Well, I found it interesting why because why do you think that is? Yeah. Why do you think they've done it? Well, I found it interesting well,
1: yeah. because of how. Recently, they've looked to align themselves more with the Web3 stuff, so that Metaverse, NFTs, crypto. And this move seems to go against that on the surface. But maybe they've seen, they haven't said why they've done it. They haven't even commented why, that this has just been leaked by a source and now all the news outlets have it. So it's, specula- it's speculation as to why they've abandoned it, but maybe they just looked at the market and thought, there's a million DeFi coins and we can't compete, or I mean, they announced it to be a currency to spend on Facebook when you're on Facebook initially, right. that was the initial concept. Um, so you could just te- you could send someone a text on WhatsApp or Facebook
0: Messenger or Instagram and effectively send them money by doing so. This is just a thought, like I, this could be completely stupid, but maybe they decided that instead of competing in this space for digital currency, which like you said, there's like so many competitors in it that they were better positioned to compete for the space of like who hosts the metaverse. Sure. So there's different platforms for the metaverse. There's like Decentraland, there's Mana and these are like the homes of the Mm. film ready player one, almost like these homes of the metaverse. And maybe they just decided, Hey, let's not be, a big fish trying to get into this pond of the exchange of value. when there's so many other competitors out there that will just be focused on that and don't have our competitive edge, which is own the infrastructure that all of these, this digital value exists within, within a metaverse.
1: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's so like, it does make me, I mean, I know the pod's not about the metaverse stuff, but it is so stupid to me that the whole point of the metaverse is like, okay, it's decentralized and it's this new world when it's this, it's probably the biggest corporation in the world that wants to own it and run right. it. Like It completely doesn't make sense in my mind that people would buy into that. But I, I
0: think a lot of people in the crypto space are very, very, very skeptical about that. Yeah, but I think Facebook's bet is probably that okay. Well, that's a very small percentage of people that will be really skeptical about it. That probably don't own Facebook yeah. accounts. Yeah, or like yeah the other six point nine
1: interested. billion people right on Facebook <laughs> don't. We'll shake them. Yeah. yeah,
0: but and I think for a lot of people, the the value of the metaverse isn't necessarily about it being decentralized. It's just about building a, an online world, world. You yeah can live within
1: anyway that was my news interesting they're pivoting away from that so um, yeah no, that's that one less too. coin for
0: us to buy and decrease in value <laughs> oh, yeah. uh what's that's your great. news mikey boy uh so my news centers around an online uh twitter feud this nice. week, or really more more of i guess kind of um some twitter banter the it's a serious industry. news channel <laughs> <laughs> this in a, this this Go news on. basically created a new cryptocurrency it Go was on. a meme joke that has now created a new cryptocurrency so elon musk i think tweeted this week um that he'll eat a happy meal on tv which is a punishment in itself if sure. mcdonald's accepts dogecoin right so elon musk has been like very heavily invested in dogecoin big proponent of it been on tv and kind big of manipulator it. of it didn't yeah. exactly and dogecoin i believe has dropped by about 70 percent maybe even more so in this crash so mm. yeah he i'm sure he's not delighted about that um and mcdonald's responded so they tweeted him back saying only if tesla accepts grimace coin funny little image of a the purple guy bitcoin style grimace coin yeah exactly so a little purple coin with his little little cheeky face um nice but then so funny little joke what could go wrong well then fake grimace coins started appearing on (laughs) on different crypto exchanges um one of which within 24 hours of that tweet happening had like a legitimate website or not legitimate a a website that looks legitimate and professional and with like a mission and vision and values and all that good stuff there were there were loads of these grimace coins that popped up two in particular that were noteworthy one that had um, a million dollars market cap (laughs) within 24 hours where could you buy them like presumably they weren't on the
1: platforms
0: like coinbase and stuff were they so that one was it was in Asia. The the prices in Asia jumped um and, and again went up to a total market cap of a million dollars. I should say though that of that, seventy-five percent of the market cap was owned by one address. Sure. So, really, there were two hundred and fifty thousand dollars <laughs> of people that actually were buying into it, and just one dude that created it, sitting there watching sure. his um his grimace coin go up. There was another one that reached, so yeah, one that reached one million dollars, another one that reached two million dollars in market cap, and both of them have like massively decreased. But I think it's just it's quite funny because. It shows the power of memes and pop culture to affect um, investments like this, these kind of very jokey, speculative mm. type investment. which if, if you'd even call Grimace Coin. An well, I mean,
1: of which Dogecoin is just as valuable as Grimace Coin, isn't it? it's just the dog. The so doge I don't dog. Know,
0: that's that's definitely how it started. But I like I might be completely wrong. I like to think that there's more. T- I haven't looked into it. I don't before. think
1: there is though. I don't Why think there is, is more getting involved because he's a psycho of the network. He's a psycho. Yeah. 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 Very successful psycho. He, yeah. <laughs> no, he, he is a psycho, but he is obviously a genius as well. But I thought his the whole point of his Dogecoin stuff last year was just to sort of illustrate how wacky it was. He bought a load, tweeted it. It went up a hundred fold. Then he said he sold some, it went down. Like I don't think Dogecoin is any, it's just been around longer
0: yeah maybe i mean right. like, I've, i would never buy it i would never encourage anyone to i've buy it. got a i bit. think that's how it started have you actually <laughs> yeah, i've got like <laughs> Look 50 dollars just some <laughs> stupid meme coin it is, it is like- on Chippen- i've got a bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah how, what was the price did you say uh yeah, yeah. but i um- do I get those grimace is that why you're asking me <laughs> yeah. where you buy grimace I just grimace grim <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, okay, let's do do an ep on some of the altcoins as well. So we've got one queued up for the metaverse, one on some of the altcoins, because I'm with you. I think it is a total scam, but there is part of me that thinks there must be a bit more to it if Elon Musk got involved in it. Mm. Or maybe there's
1: as much to it as there is to Bitcoin or the other ones. And the kind of point of them is, look how easy this is to spin up. If you to, need to,
0: the value is whatever we all decide it is. Right. The well, isn't in is not that true of everything. There's no company, though, right? And it's of course, that whole yeah. decentralized. It's just the algorithm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, I thought it was funny. And I thought it again points to the fact that maybe it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if there was a bit more regulation in the crypto space so that somebody had to approve something before you could. Um, I mean, the whole point, though. Grimace Coin.
1: The whole point is that we don't want regulation, isn't it? That's the whole, that's the whole deal, I suppose. So any kind of regulation would go against the spirit of the whole thing, wouldn't it?
0: I don't know. I think you can have. I mean, there's, there will be regulation in the form of like tax law, and there, there already mm. is, right? So there already is regulation. Mm. But I, I, yeah, I guess you're right. Like, what stops? The next really cool project that could change the world being banned if you have a centralized authority. Yeah, that has to rub maybe a stamp maybe that doesn't need that, and maybe it just needs people not to be fucking idiots and buy grimis. Maybe you should let Grimace
1: coins them, happen. Maybe just McDonald's let the kind of free market, the free market. I mean, you sp- you mentioned McDonald's; they've released their NFT in a non-ironic way, haven't they? Which um, yeah, caused some controversy. So.
0: Well, we'll I don't keep know. an eye on Grimace Coin and we'll keep an eye. A weekly, a weekly <laughs> Grimace Watch. Today. And if you do if you Watch. see my portfolio wars um account drop in somewhat, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know Grimace Watch has been in full effect. One of us um, one of
1: us will have to hail Mary into Grimace Coin in the 11th month of the competition if we're losing. Just to see I it. feel
0: like we're, we're hail Mary into like Bitcoin and Ethereum at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. But, um, okay. All right. Well, I think great good news. Not let's not say great above average news from both sure. of us. Um, yeah, sure.
1: It wasn't like we we were good last week, weren't we? With we your strung.
0: To be honest though, my one was strong because one of our listeners sent it. So I don't want to blame listeners True. for not sharing the news and for their their role in the quality of this podcast, but step yeah. it up, guys. We're a community, guys. We're all in this together. Is what we'd be saying
1: if, you know, we had an NFT. It's yeah. all, we're all in this together. <laughs> so
0: Okay. Good. Well, on that, should we jump into yeah. the lesson? Yeah. Good segue, Jack. You're, <laughs> not your first rodeo. Yeah. Um, so NFTs. Hey. Well, okay. So shall I? I'll intro it then. So go on then.
1: What NFT, is an NFT, Mike? Maybe.
0: Okay. Okay. So my understanding is so. Firstly, what does it stand for? An NFT is a non-fungible token. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Bitcoin is a token. Ethereum is a token. Solano is a token. So they're all everything within the all of these crypto coins, cryptocurrencies, whatever you want to call them, they're basically tokens, okay? digital tokens. Now, Bitcoin is a fungible token because if I own a Bitcoin and if you own a Bitcoin, the, there might be different records of the histories of those coins, but effectively their use is exactly the same, right? So to apply that to something in the real world, if you buy... Um, I don't know, like if you buy a hoodie and I buy the same hoodie from the same store, it's not exactly the same hoodie, right? But it for all intents and purposes, it looks the same. It's made of the same material, same dimensions, everything's the same. So that's fungible. It's kind of replaceable. Mm. So fungible means effectively, like, can it be replaced or imitated um, or is it something unique? Something that's fungible is something that is able to be replaced or be or, yeah, to be mm. to replace or be replaced by another identical item. So, so it's like a £10 pound interchangeable. note. interchangeable. If I give exactly,
1: you a £10 exactly. note, the one
0: that comes back to me doesn't need to be the same one, but it is essentially the same value. Same use case, same yeah. dimensions of size, same pictures on it, whatever. So it's effectively the same. So Bitcoin is that, Ethereum is that. A non-fungible token is basically just a unique token. So it's a unique coin, a unique token that exists within a blockchain. Mm -hmm. So all the benefits of a blockchain for Bitcoin apply to an NFT in that there's a public ledger. There's a history and a a track record of where that came from. And it can't be because of the cryptography that Luke talked about. It can't be replicated. It can't be hacked. The ownership can't be changed. um, And it's effectively a unique one-off token or set of unique one-off tokens.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, good, great definition. No issues, and clear as well. So why are people talking about them now, Mike? And Why do we care about them?
0: Well, so I guess there's been a lot of um, hype around NFTs within art and within music and within entertainment, within sports. So the NBA are selling little digital clips of um like mm-hmm. famous um i don't know like a famous slang dunk or a famous play in basketball you can buy that and own that you can buy and own the official nba winning shot from a certain championship game or whatever mm-hmm. Um, and then there's all of this kind of digital art that's sprung yeah. up as well um in the same vein yeah so i think this is maybe where your skepticism creeps in right is around the nfts and art
1: yeah it is yeah and i've and it's also i guess we should clarify what exactly is going on when you buy an nft so when you buy an nft off OpenSea or a platform you're you're buying the token that is essentially has that image connected to it right. in a sort of non-tangible way the image represents your essentially the token you've bought on that given blockchain
0: um well the image so the image is let's say the image is the art the token is the digital contract that sure shows it's that your you receipts for it if you like right, right yeah so it's
1: exactly so it's a digital contract so yeah the nft itself isn't the isn't the gif or the image
0: is it no the nft is the thing that kind of represents your ownership. It's like the best way of thinking about it is like the contract for your ownership. And I think mm-hmm. that the best way I've heard it described actually is um, okay, so if you own your house, right? But if I came to you and said, no, 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 Jack, I own this house. This is my house now. Mm-hmm. And you said, no, it's not. Well, you might say, okay, come on in. It's <laughs> <is> a big <laughs> enough house, but more than, more than <laughs> enough rooms. But um, you would say, no, 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 I own this house. And we'd have a dispute, we'd have an argument. Now, if we decided to get the authorities involved, how would you prove that you own that house?
1: Right, sure. So then I'd go to the bank or my lender and say, look, get the fucking deed out. So again, once again, someone's trying to claim
0: this. Someone's (laughs) trying to right click and cut and paste my house. Um, basically yeah so you you normally have i don't know what it's called in england maybe it's a deed a deed a title yeah yeah, title or a deed and there's a title company that holds that deed i think in the uk the local authority holds it but somebody basically a trusted third party holds that deed and that now when you buy a house that's what you're buying you're buying the title you're buying the deeds to the house so that's where a, a really clear for me like a good example of like how that works that like okay okay there is they're obviously decoupled but they're really important because you can't prove ownership over the house without having a okay. deed and, so and an nft and- is so a
1: contract essentially that yeah, th- is proof, of proof ownership of ownership so why yeah. is what's wrong with the deed system why do we need the nfts
0: it's the decentralization of it and so i'll give an example when we brought our house in breckenridge we bought it while we were in england at the time right? either in england or in mexico but we were out of the country basically so we bought it without seeing the house and then for us to actually close on it we had to fly back to colorado mm-hmm. go to the title company um and we had to sign for it and again so there's an inconvenience if you have to go and physically sign an, in-person a physical deed but there's also third-party risk that if that title company i don't know if it burnt to the ground who knows what happens to our deed i'm sure I'm, hopefully they've got that covered but also any kind of third-party risk there opens up an avenue for malicious intent there's no there's an easy within a, an NFT like on a blockchain, you can see a full history. It can't be, you could never fake a deed in the same way. If it were, if sure. it were an NFT, you couldn't, you couldn't copy it. um And also, I guess, yeah, well, I guess that's the. I'm sure there are other benefits. I'm not talk, not thinking I have to have it digitalized. But like, if I wanted to sell you my house and you're in England right now, and you wanted to buy it and take ownership immediately, I could sell you the nft that is the deed to my house and you could own that within five minutes instead of you having to fly out here sign for it and all that good stuff so when it's to be clear i don't think people are using nfts in real estate for that yeah or not in that way but i think they will be that's the potential soon
1: so the so what ties that nft to you are like how does looking at that nft tell someone oh that relates to that house like where's the because it's just numbers right
0: it is, but I guess it would be the same question on a title. Like, you would what, what ties that title? Like, I'm guessing it's it just would have something. the address
1: on it of the house and your yeah, name. Yeah, but it.
0: with you can store text within an NFT, it doesn't just have to right. be that digital number, as far as I understand. Okay, it so that's what, what I don't understand. Quite or, or maybe it's that the, there is a code that links the NFT to the art, like, there's each piece of art has or each house has its own code right. that is tied to that NFT.
1: Yeah, okay. And yeah, as I
0: another guess that's... I was going to say, there's another example of where it's maybe more useful. So last year, we bought our place in Breckenridge, but we also bought a house in England. Now, buying the house in England took, I think, four or five months to close. And part of that is that you have to go through with the like land authority or whatever. They have to run all these background checks to make sure nobody else has a claim on that deed and on that title. right? And also check that there's no legal disputes or any of that kind of stuff now if that process were conducted on a blockchain and using an nft they could probably do that in 20 minutes or or in 20 seconds that could be checked instead of having to go through what is probably like an antiquated filing system that a local authority yeah fair
1: yeah fair enough i guess why my question is why does the nft on the blockchain why is that better than like a digital database that just has records on
0: so, it basically is one, isn't it? And that's the thing a blockchain mm. is just a digital database, but it's one that doesn't have a central authority that can manipulate sure. it. So sure. As, as my understanding of NFTs is it's basically exactly the same thing, but just instead of it holding a Bitcoin or hosting whatever a Bitcoin that is fungible, it hosts unique individual ownership records for things like art or real estate. Um, but I guess so that's my understanding of it and that's why I think it's kind of honestly I think it's if somebody says they don't believe in NFTs it's like saying or they think NFTs are a scam it's like just saying you think blockchain is a scam because Mm -hmm. NFTs are just one version of it's either a fungible token or a non-fungible sure, token. Or, fair. It, it's the so same I think thing that when exists on a blockchain. It's there's the use con- cases that people...
1: Yeah, there's conflation yeah. there between when people, I think colloquially nowadays, talk about NFTs, they're talking about the art, the digital art, aren't they? And you're right, yeah. technically that isn't what an NFT is. It's, so, but
0: that's just the maturity of, of uh, an understanding of a new technology because yeah. when people originally talked about... Um, crypto tokens in general or they thought or they, the reason we call them cryptocurrencies is because people thought of bitcoin as a currency and just i guess assumed or it just became the common narrative that all of the alternative coins all of the other tokens and coins must just be a currency but some of them have nothing to do with currencies so i sure. think that's just a lack of understanding that nfts Fair. right now means a funny ape piece of digital mm. art but really, that's just because people don't fully understand it yet.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. So where my ma- my major skepticism comes from the art world of it and the digital art that's where I see zero value. Well, let's in what's going that. on. Yeah, we can dig into that, and you can
0: maybe convince me that maybe there's there's something I've missed there. So I don't know. I don't know. Just to be clear. I don't own any NFTs or any digital art right yet yeah. mm. <laughs> if i saw something i thought was cool i might buy it but i wouldn't really buy it as an investment You'd but i also liked wouldn't it. buy yeah because i like i buy it for the same reason i'd buy any art right like physical art but i also don't own any art as an investment mm. and i think that's something that people have to understand before they understand the use case for um nfts as art is there are people out there that buy art as an investment, like it's not just buying art. Definitely, yeah. House, owes somebody that owns an original Picasso, but it's not even in their house; they ha- they have it in a in a safe. China. Yeah. So, right, and it's because it's seen as a, a it's something that will increase in value. So it's just a pure investment, and yeah. I guess with a lot of this digital art, that's the case for it. Is that if it's unique and if it only has like a limited supply so a couple of, one good example is the um bored apes yacht club have you heard of that
1: oh i have mike okay <laughs> I have a load of shite but yeah go on now go on
0: <laughs> no well you go, go first and you, you, you give me your read on it
1: so my read on that is they have produced pr- a load of procedurally generated pictures mm-hmm. of monkeys some and they're all unique images because some of them have got sunglasses on pirate hats, whatever, right. and they've sold them as and it's, so each individual one is sold with an nFT behind it and people buy the nFT and then you own that pirate ape with sunglasses on yeah, and uh, then you make a twitter account with a with it as your avatar and then encourage people to invest in more apes
0: right I, th- I mean that's part of it, but there's the the other flip side to that is if that becomes a social cultural phenomenon that everyone finds really exciting and interesting and that becomes the next i don't know beanie babies pokemon cards mm. um like whatever people collect as rare tradable collectibles if it becomes that the, the value would go up i but guess you Also, you, you don't just get <clears throat> like a pokemon card you, you save someone's collecting that you just get a thing Right, that maybe becomes more rare, increases in value, like a comic mm-hmm. book or a Pokemon card. <laughs> Difference with NFTs, like the Board Ape Shot Club, it's it's more than that. Once you own one, you also have access to. Effectively, like almost like a networking group of other people that own them. Yeah. So, this is a lot of projects. It's but a load when- <laughs> of
1: fucking bollocks, Mike. This is where it gets into bollocks territory. So, that whole, okay, the on. whole community <laughs> element of it right,
0: right. is
1: the whole nonsense part of it. Of the whole, it's a complete, to my, the way I see it is that's just a way to get in on the scam and to get more people in buying them. So, the value of their apes goes up. Like they just—that's just a chat room. What you described there, like but if it's a, a Discord room, server.
0: But if it's a chat room that Pharrell, Snoop Dogg, Future, like these celebrities, Paris Hilton, wow, Kevin great art. No, well, okay. Me, and I mean, they have Facebook accounts. With- <laughs> they have
1: Twitter accounts.
0: But it isn't the same as giving someone the opportunity to join a closed network <laughs> group with. <laughs> but why people. do we need the ape
1: to get in? Like, just sell a ticket to a webinar.
0: Yeah, I guess you could. Where's the NFT? Launched part that, of if that? you launch that project, you'd have to get... Well, the NFT is just the way of verifying that you're a member of that club. So it's like a you, ticket you to a get name. in. Yeah. But you could just as easily think of it as... you. And NFTs for ticketing is another use case. Like, you could yeah. have an NFT for a ticket, so it could never be replicated or sold, you know, a dodgy ticket that's sold Yeah, on. I could see that. But imagine... So you could start tomorrow Jack's Celebrity Friends Club have an nft ticket and anyone that wants to join that could then be in a special chat room with jack but the truth okay. of it is kevin hart might not join it, <laughs> he, hasn't heard about it yet. Yet. <laughs> he hasn't heard about it yet he uh, hasn't heard about it yet yeah look you don't shoot down <laughs> my dreams i won't shoot that okay anymore. i see
1: what you're saying so you're saying like it's not about the ape picture it's about everything behind that and the ape picture just shows that they're a member of this club basically like that's, yeah. that's a it's, badge it's,
0: it, there's a thing called network effects, right? Which is basically like, it's based on Metcalf's law of like the value of a network correlates with the number of people contributing to it. So think mm. about Facebook. Like if I t- told you sure. about f- Facebook right now, you, you obviously you know everything about Facebook, you've got an account. I could go and create, I could pay a developer to build a social network, mm-hmm. right? But it's probably not going to be worth a billion dollars because there's gonna be nobody on it but me and that developer maybe you right Mm. so it it it, the i think you have to you have to appreciate that like the value of a network kind of is what we all believe it to be
1: i understand that completely but i don't know why the nft has to get involved in like facebook's lived without and become worth it without the and we've got unique accounts on Facebook with passwords. It doesn't need to be an NFT behind a picture of an ape. I don't see why that's
0: so get the involved. NFT as the, f- take out the word NFT sure. and just think of NFT as, as a concept, as a, a contract that proves your ownership of something. So right. if Facebook had a private group that was just for people that had won gold medals at the Olympics. Right. And they said, in order to get into this group, you have to show us a certificate sure. that says sure. you have won a gold medal at the Olympics. Fine. That's all the NFT is. It's just a contract that okay. proves that you're allowed into that chat room. Now we can we can dispute what is the value of that chat room and is it overpriced? No, I
1: NFT? see that. I, I understand the value of an exclusive club. Definitely understand it. Completely, and, and by the way,
0: I don't. I'm not like a bull on board. I have. I don't own a board. Board eight yachts club. I think they're yeah. all overpriced and silly, but I'm more just <clears> trying <throat> to explain that that in. in okay, the, that first one might not be worth anything, but a lot of first early technologies don't succeed, and more effective, more reputable, credible ones replace it. But I understand why there is a value, whatever that value is. I understand why, I understand
1: that, why, that, why says, there's a value behind a club where you can get in and speak to celebrities. Definitely understand that. I guess I just don't see the value behind a co and then a, a non-fungible token behind a piece of digital art to be that ticket. Whereas you could distribute a ticket in a million other ways or a, a login in many other ways to that club.
0: But but that's just their method of doing it and kind of building like around the cult, the pop culture of things like cryptopunks and these board ape shot club are mm. just uh, almost like a, a a subculture community. But I guess uh, to to flip it on its head, do you understand the value or what how do you think the the value of digital art differs from physical art?
1: Yeah, okay, so that's an interesting conversation isn't it. So that to me, I do think there's a difference between that because you can. I could find a member of board ape yacht club and mimic that Twitter account right now, and it would look as if I owned that. It would. Look, I wouldn't be able to get into the club, but right. it would look as if I owned that digital art. And if I liked that piece of art, I would have an identical copy of that picture of an ape. Well, dude, Whereas,
0: if you go to, you go to IKEA. Yeah, you I know what you're gonna say you can get the Mona Lisa. Mona Lisa. That's yeah. fine.
1: But I don't have the other thing is the other difference is if I have the original Mona Lisa in my house, mm-hmm. I have that original, the picture he painted in my house. Whereas mm-hmm. the NFT of a the NFT of of someone's art that's been ripped from deviant art and people are making NFTs of them without the artist's permission. There's nothing original about that NFT. The NFT is unique and original, but the art that's representing it isn't. And the ape... Well, I think the, that,
0: but that's not fair, because that's not like for like, is it? Because so, what you're saying there is, if hit the, the, that you're comparing the Mona Lisa with somebody fraudulent... Okay, a counterfeit claiming. thing. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, fair yeah.
1: enough. Okay, let's go back to the apes then. So these okay. apes are all unique. Yeah. Right? So they've been... Like they've been created, I guess, when you buy one. I don't what know. How it? does it? So, so when you so buy they get one, minted, right? Minted. Yeah. They get minted, right? So, okay. So my friend Danny does yeah. art. And our friend, our, and oh, our friend Hugh, our friend Hugh, our other friend Hugh has minted yeah. two NFTs of those of two of his pieces of art, of his sport uh-huh. art. But in my mind, they're not the original pieces of art. Like they're not the ones, those two NFTs. Like I saw those images on Danny's Instagram a year ago they're right. the originals this and nft this is, of this it is isn't fair. the original
0: well okay so if i take a picture of the mona lisa then or, or if i if the mona lisa had been based on a picture a dude had taken on his phone so let's say and obviously this didn't happen but let's say somebody sure. took a picture of the mona lisa on his phone and then the artist painted the first original based on what they saw on the phone mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that the phone the one on the phone has more value just because it came first Right, so like the the concept in art is not based around like that. It doesn't matter. It matters which one we all decide is the valuable one. So no, like, I think
1: it matters which he, one he, was he, first. I think it matters if it came if it was came out that he'd done an earlier painting of Mona Lisa, then copied that with the one we now think is the one. The original would become the valuable one.
0: Maybe it would. Then maybe it would. But the or maybe that's not a good example in terms of how I'm explaining it. The think about it like this. Okay. If you, so Danny had those paintings, those did that digital art originally, but mm-hmm. the one that was minted is the first one that he entered into a digital art gallery. Right now, the other one, the original one he did, the original picture doesn't exist within that digital art gallery right because it's not listed in there so let's just say once you mint something you effectively put it into a digital art gallery now you can take a photo of it you can screenshot it you can share it you can put it as your profile picture but it still isn't the original but i don't think that, that there's
1: value in that digital art gallery i don't think but there's any that means nothing that's meaningless in a digital world i think that and that's the difference i see what you're saying but that is but
0: that's a, but that's your opinion on that value is i think this is and i get i totally understand it i think this is stupid because somebody says they own this nba clip of michael jordan scoring a famous slam dunk but i've got that on my phone and so is mike and so is tom and so is yeah. jack so this is but bullshit. and they
1: don't and what are they owning they're owning they're, what are they owning like if, if i right click and take a copy of the it they're
0: owning a collectible but if that, I right-click
1: and copy the ape, yeah. that owner of that ape can't legally go for me. If I then sell pictures of it, they can't go for me. There's no, there's no actual legal ownership with these NFT images. There's no, no the, copyright. The
0: ownership, so this is where, this where, and I'm not doing a good job of explaining it, but I, and I do think it's pretty subtle, but there's there's ownership of the one that was minted. Okay, so great. But, that, it, but who gives a shit about image. that? People Who gives that, a fuck
1: that it was me, minted Whereas i have right clicked and saved a different one There's me, no actual it, difference the real world example
0: There yeah, are people on. that pay hundreds of thousands of dollars I think even millions of dollars For rare collectible baseball cards yeah. And you have to be able to prove that it's a real baseball card mm-hmm. Now you could take that baseball card Photocopy it And print it onto the same material And the same kind of card, right? Yeah, the original baseball saying. cards on and you could say well who gives a shit if it's the original baseball card i've got a hundred of them yeah. and now i've given one to mike and you know what i might even sell my made baseball cards but the baseball you might then think to me yeah. and you we might think what a value of the two of them is the same but or you could, stroke, die- investor, you could do a stroke i know you're saying you could also do a stroke
1: a stroke for stroke copy of the mona lisa with the exact paint he used
0: and the exact and there are people that do that there yeah. are people that try and commit fraud within art by literally trying to replicate yeah, yeah, every yeah. single last bit see of painting and it so if they came out and told you hey this one's fake and i did it but it looks exactly the same you would you would understand that there's a difference in value between the two. Sure, now, if I they guess, did that 100 times, which so is again, what having it digitally allows you to do.
1: I see what you're saying. But the difference is, I think, again, is that the NFT that they've paid money for and own isn't the art, isn't the piece of art. The piece of art is a digital representation of the NFT. It's not sort of the other way around. So there isn't a... Like that image is the if someone gets an ape, they their their Twitter profile pick, their background pick, their picture of it isn't the NFT, isn't the unique piece. There is no unique piece of art. There isn't no, one.
0: That's not true, because the one that they mint. But they've
1: minted the code, the NFT. They haven't minted the image.
0: Well, I, th- I and again have they I think that the image has that code tied to it so the image the the actual minted image is tied to the the nft i believe
1: i don't know but if it does to put, that,
0: to put that in a different way let's go back to the mona lisa and imagine you've got the real mona lisa and with and someone is trying to sell you both these things someone's trying to sell okay. you the real mona lisa with a contract that shows you the history of ownership shows you that it was somehow that you can 100% verify that it was done by the original artist. And then you've got next to it, another Mona Lisa that looks exactly the same to the exact brush stroke to a millimeter, looks the same, feels the same when you touch it. Everything mm-hmm. about it is the same, but there's no contract there. It's just somebody saying, hey, but buy this one off me because it's going to be worth loads of money. Which one has more value? Mm. That, I think that's the way you think. about, or that's the way I think about it. And again, I don't own any. So I'm not trying to like sell anything here. I'm more just saying to me, it does make total sense that it's just a digital version of art. And it's just something that gives you a contract and a proof of ownership of the original creation almost, or when the original creation was entered into this digital art gallery.
1: I just, I'm not, I'm not buying it. I just think the, yeah, when the original creation was entered into this art gallery, Mm -hmm i don't know why that why the gallery needs to matter like why does why is that valuable
0: because it's digital and without that so this is why a lot of exactly. digital artists love it because without having this nft this digital art gallery when we mint it we kind of enter it into the public record that hey this is owned by this person that created this without that there kind of is no ownership over digital art because you can just screenshot it, pass it around. Mm. And, and there's no kind of like proof of, or there's no value for the original creator for them to be able to build.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a big problem for artists, but I don't think the NFT saves them from that.
0: I don't think it saves them from it altogether. Cause like you say, you can still copy it, Yeah. but for diehard collectors of anything, they're willing to pay a premium to have the real thing let's put it like this. Okay. we am put it into another real world example, but okay. with NFTs, let's imagine if Aston Villa football club, so both of us support Aston Villa, let's imagine Aston Villa football club put out 10 pieces of digital art that were clips of the top 10 goals ever scored by an Aston Villa player. Right. And now let's just say that obviously you could record, you could record that and watch it over and over on your phone. But let's just say if when you bought that, the top 10, you went into a private members' club of Aston Villa fans that also got to sit in a box at the Villa Stadium and that also got once a year to go into a half-time team talk and be a flyer on the wall and hear what the manager's saying.
1: Sure. I'd um, love to pay for that experience, right. but I wouldn't look at the, the the top ten clips would be irrelevant to me.
0: Well then, okay, let's let's change it and forget it's a clip. So for some people, it would be relevant because there there are new. Again, think about baseball cards. Me and you would never collect them Pokemon cards. But for some people, the idea... <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to just not put you on blasted you dog. <laughs> um, no, but like, so that is... So forget the video if you want Then Let's just say you own an NFT ticket to be able to do that, to join this private members club. And there's different perks associated with it, but it gets sold at one time. Now you could then buy that, and you could resell that, and the value. The NFT is just this ticket. Um, But again,
1: we're back to the. I didn't disagree with the the deed to the house, the ticket to an event, the thing to a club. I don't disagree with that. Like we're still on the art thing, which is where I don't see the same value or the same logic behind it. But do you see the the digital art ownership?
0: do you see the logic behind collecting baseball cards? I do
1: because you can't just right click and save a baseball card. And you can, not you're right. You can, could, right, you, can you, but you can't, can't them, easily, right? not easily though, not with a right click of a button. Like not but, but and so, not... so
0: it's just the ease of replication that is the problem. that's a
1: big part of it, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the tangibility of it being in your hand is does make that different to does make that. I see what you're saying. I'm coming around to the whole like if you made an exact replica of a uh, Babe Ruth right then he's the only baseball player
0: although uh, <laughs> good very. very he ba- was he a baseball player <laughs> yeah yeah when Michael Jordan <laughs> well, quite stepped in that. Yeah. <laughs> um, David Beckham scored that home run <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> then you're right what you're buying is the official stamp of the, the maker as well and the authenticity yes. you're right as well but I think the yeah so I guess the NFT behind the the thing the ape is the authenticity
0: of it that's all it is it's just a record to show hey yeah. i'm one of the official members mm. but something we haven't talked about well, is-
1: i own an official one not yeah so i own a off. real
0: one i don't own a screenshot i yeah. own a real one and what we haven't talked about <sighs> is why the digital art is significant in relation to the metaverse and into a digital world no. Yeah, well, this Still is
1: bollocks, by the way, because I know what you're going to say. <laughs> say it, and then I'll tell you why it's complete shite. Okay, good well, go excited for your Yeah, go, go go. Um,
0: I feel like just saying something really nice about <laughs> you now. <laughs> you're doing a great job on this. Oh, you're is right, bollocks. Bal- right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no. So, okay, if we so Decentraland is one of the metaverses that exist. Okay, so within Decentraland, you can walk the streets of Decentraland, you can go into people's properties, you can go into common spaces. Now imagine a future in which, as we've accelerated towards a digital world, imagine a future in which my art gallery is not a a room in my house where I keep my Picasso, but instead, it's a room within the metaverse that... I display all of my digital trinkets, tokens, and collections. in. that is where I think, and even within gaming, think about games like Fortnite, right? I I played Fortnite for about six months, got really addicted to it, and then threw my PlayStation out. So I was like, this is not not good for my life at all. Yeah, right. Um, But I had friends that were like grown men. I'm not going to name check here. That were grown men that were paying real world money mm. to buy little digital costumes for mm-hmm. their Fortnite characters. Now there's no use to that, it was just like clout, it's like a online clout. Yeah. It's a flex. There you go. That is basically what art is to a lot of people that don't treat mm-hmm. it as an investment. So imagine having a digital art collection instead of a real art collection. Yeah. And that's the bit you thought was bullshit again. Okay. You can jump in and tell me it's bullshit <laughs> <I guess> anytime. <laughs> it's,
1: so, why I th- well, the bit I I thought you were going to expand on the game thing. So, an argument I've seen for NFTs in digital games and things, and in the metaverse as well, is you could have an NFT that says you own these Nike trainers in right. the NFT for Nike trainers, and so in whatever game you play, your character has those Nike trainers. And I've seen that argument like this transferable right of an object across different digital worlds and platforms. Yeah. Um, and the reason I think that's nonsense is because if you think about Fortnite and then you think, say you've, say you bought an NFT for a gun in Fortnite right. and then you want to play Halo or Call of Duty and you go to them and say, look, I've got this NFT for this gun. They were like, the developers would have had to communicate with the developers of Fortnite for every gun they'd make to make sure they tallied and can accommodate this NFT for this other gun in Call of Duty that has to have the same power, same like it's not, it just won't work ever. That to me. So I think so that's, something
0: like that with a, with a, I, I don't know enough about gaming here to have any real thoughts on it. But imagine if it was as simple as you bought a costume for your character in Fortnite, and now your striker in FIFA is dressed in the same outfit. So it could be as simple as that. But also, there, that's there's a not whole simple epos- though well fair fair, fair. but it, it okay so in within those traditional games there would have to be big changes in order for them to allow cross platform yeah, cross game exactly. integration so I, I totally appreciate that but there is there's a company called mythical games that is building a suite of games specifically for the metaverse and for NFTs that enable game developers to be able to create their own games within games, create their own NFTs Mm. and use cases and little trinkets and hats and outfits that can go across different games. Yeah,
1: but we've got hats and games already. Like why would Fortnite who make millions of the digital hats that your mates were buying, why would they now want there to be?
0: Maybe they wouldn't. And maybe FIFA wouldn't, Halo wouldn't, maybe the the market leaders wouldn't. But if there is an ecosystem within gaming that does and that provides the infrastructure to do that, all of a sudden now there is a value within that ecosystem. But Mm. I think there's there's almost like two there's two kind of questions to ask yourself or that we're kind of asking each other almost any all of these different areas one is like do you understand how there could be some value attributed to that use case and then the other is what value do you place on it sure because they are two different if questions. baseball cards didn't exist and i came and explained to you hey look we're basically getting these little fucking cards i'm going to put a picture <laughs> of a baseballer on them put their name and some stats but they're going to be rare And people are going to pay millions of dollars to own the one. Yeah, I see what you're saying. You'd say, what are you talking about? I would never pay for a stupid little card like that. So I think you do have to decouple your value versus an understanding that somebody could value it. I mean, clearly
1: there are people valuing them because they are popular. So I'm not sort of disputing that. I'm just questioning the value of them and what is the real value of them. So go back to your digital art gallery. Yeah say so you've got your art gallery in Decentraland and then I, I over the road make one and just right click and save or whatever the equivalent is. Basically I don't have the NFTs behind the pieces of art that you have that you do in your gallery and I put right. one up. The question I'm answering is would a visitor who's looking to see some art and is in the middle of the road and look left and right
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. would
1: they care when they browse that gallery that
0: you've got the nfts behind those artworks and i don't so i don't know the answer to, I, I don't know if the, what i'm about to say is true but i would be amazed if you'd be allowed to do that in a digital world so sure, if in you could do that i imagine that you would only be able to do that if you actually owned the original nft right i don't know that but I would be amazed. And if you can't, then yeah, I agree with you. That kind of argument that. But I guess the we're all same. We're going to be living in digital art galleries. But say, so
1: hypothetically, sense. hypothetically, say you could, but then say you went to Paris and there was the Louvre and then the fake Louvre next to it, right? With identical forgeries of every painting in.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, it's it seems obvious that you'd want to go to the real one in that scenario, right? Right. Whereas in the NFT one, I'm not sure the fact that the artists minted them up somewhere and then Wait, someone what, bought the NFT.
0: Why would you want to go to the real one if it was that? Because there's a fascination. If they, if they looked exactly yeah. the same. Because there is the that same, same novelty
1: layout. and fascination behind looking at the Mona Lisa and knowing that, um, Michelangelo, <laughs> Da Vinci. Knowing that Da Vinci, <laughs> you can tell him an art buff. That's a very rare one. <laughs> that was huge. It's a very uh, rare Mona Lisa. Good save from a couple of hundred years apart. <laughs> <laughs> knowing that Da Vinci had done it, and looking at that has fascinating value. But knowing that,
0: but knowing so that, t- but so but knowing that Da Vinci
1: had minted one on a, he'd done the art separately. And then yeah. minted it on an online
0: minting platform. That's not the same to me. Fair, fair. But could you understand how it's not the same as that example? But Maybe you I could understand. How understand the minted it. one would have more value than the no, minted one. I
1: guess one. I couldn't see that. So let me, let, from, let me ask
0: you this. If I told you, hey, I've got two. Because different... you're
1: minting the receipts, you're not minting the art, you're minting the. It's like going to see the contract. Minted art. I don't, the but receipt... that's nothing to do with the creation
0: of the art. Fair, fair, but it, but it's still, it, you know, Banksy could have done twenty drafts before he put before he did his first piece of graffiti. But it doesn't diminish the value of that piece of art just because it isn't the first time he ever picked up a spray can. And if I said to you, "Hey," but it's not I've the got art. Digital. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead.
1: But it's not the so say if say say Banksy did say Banksy's in digital art, let's stick with Banksy. Mm-hmm. He makes 10, he does a piece of art in paint, mm-hmm. and then <laughs> and then right clicks and copies 10 of them.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And then one of them he mints. Yeah. I don't that minted one is it doesn't have any more value than the other nine. No, but that
0: it does. It does. Why? And, it, and, and the, the only value is what we all decide it has. But what we are at the moment all deciding with NFT, or enough people are deciding with NFTs, is that the original, not the original, sorry, the one that the artist puts into that digital art gallery, which is basically what minting is, which makes it the official digital art of that picture there is more value to that than the screenshot. And you might not feel like that. I might not feel like that. We might not believe that, but that's the same as in the state going back to that same example. We might not really feel that there's a difference between a fake baseball card and a real one, a fake Mona Lisa and a real one, but there is to people. See, I think, value those I think you're
1: wrong about that because the art isn't what is unique there in the NFT minting. It's the co- it's the NFT is what's unique. The code is what's been minted, and the art, the pe- the instance of the art that there are thousands of, is just represented, is just just is just used to represent that code. It's like saying. Oh, like it isn't the original. It's not unique. There's nothing original about it's that not, digital forget image.
0: Forget the original, whether it's the first one, and forget whether it's unique, as in whether there are others. Because uh, I, I think you're right. I, I don't think it. That's what be- minted doesn't re- doesn't necessarily reference that it's the first one ever done or that it's unique and that there aren't a thousand copy mm. and pastes of that same picture. But it's the one that the artist or the owner says hey this is the official one that i'm putting in this world of digital art and this nft proves that if you buy it off me you buy this nft off me it proves you now own this original one-of-a-kind minted version of my i don't know
1: if it does i think you own the nft and that image represents we're just incidentally using that digital image to represent the NFT. Like if you had a computer and I, if I had a computer with the digital image on mm-hmm. and you had one on
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you were like, look, come and see it on my computer. Cause I own the NFT behind it. I don't think anyone cares that you own the receipt
0: for it, but that's going, but that's going back to, whereas the Picasso is, that is, the, is unique. Do you value it? But the, unique but I don't, I, is don't, don't who, the artist I don't value who, I don't value
1: who owns the contract. Of the Mona Lisa. I don't care who owns the Mona Lisa. I care about the actual piece of art. Whereas but no, in no, our you, case, but also, it's just you care the about contracts we are about, about who painted
0: it. No, no, so yeah. you care about who painted it. Yeah, I so do. you've yeah. got a famous famous painter, Picasso paints beautiful picture. That's what gives that picture its value. Some of his yeah. pictures is shit. I could do better. A little sure. stick men dancing. So you're buying the fact that it was created and and brought to life by this famous artist. Yeah. To think of it in the same way with an NFT, this but it isn't is the same. Is what I'm saying, it isn't the same,
1: it's not the same because it's but it, it doesn't have to be the
0: same. It, it
1: doesn't, oh, sorry, go ahead. What are you gonna say? So, it's not so all that's been minted is the code, is the piece in the blockchain. That's the mm-hmm. only unique thing here. That image is irrelevant, it's like sticking a sticker on it of a million stickers. I disagree
0: because it's because there's a link to the image and it's like any collectible it's like saying you again you can counterfeit almost any collectible, you can replicate almost any collectible. And the NFT is just the receipt that says, hey, I own the one that the artist actually minted and put out there. I own the one that the baseball card company actually created that's rare. I own the one that Michelangelo, Da Vinci, Picasso actually painted. So the (laughs) NFT is just the record that I own what the creator and the artist considers the official one. Now, I agree. There is no official one in
1: the digital realm. There is no official one. There's no official
0: one piece of digital art. But there is because there's one that the art, or, or the, you might not feel like that, but the artist decides, okay, I'm, this, I'm minting this work. I'm taking this picture and I'm giving it to the world and putting it in this digital art gallery to say this is the official version of something you could clip to fucking copy and paste everywhere. But this is the one that's real and here's a token that says this is the real one as per the artist but the only real one let me me finish yeah sorry go on on. and then if they sell that token you, you now own the what the artist or creator considered to be the official authoritative this is the the digital art i'm putting out this is my art whatever medium they put that art out in so so if they put that art out in physical a physical medium like a painting or a pokemon card or a baseball card or whether it's a a picture of it's a collection of pixels instead of a collection of paint it's kind of irrelevant it's just the artist decides whatever medium they want to use that this is the official thing I've created. And here is a contract to show the history that shows that it's the official one Now you can buy that token. And now you own that official one. So if you own the Mona Lisa, imagine if you could own the Mona Lisa, but you you had to keep it in the art gallery, wherever it is, like the Louvre you said, right? Mm-hmm. So imagine if you own the Mona Lisa and you could prove that you might not still have the physical picture in your house. It's still somewhere else. And there might be a million replicas of it in really good, creative, fraudulent ones, but you own the one that the original artist did, and you have the, the token. I the guess yeah, to prove Where it.
1: I take the issue with it is, I don't think you can you can tally the idea of original and copies that you can with physical art and trading cards and anything with digital images. Like I think that is where like there re- if i scribble something in paint and save it and then put it out there it's irrelevant what the original is there's no original now like there's no like a copy and paste of it is ident it's 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 not just identical it's there is now no original cuz they're both completely and utterly the same in every shape or form
0: well that and that's what that's what it looked like before NFTs, whereas NFTs are basically to try and solve what you're saying there. Which but I don't think they fair. do. No, but that's fine. That's fine. I'm, I'm not saying you have to agree or that even no. I agree. I'm just kind of, but so traditionally, yeah, if you're a digital artist, there is no way of being able to sell your work because yeah, I can just screenshot it and now I own it as well. Mm. So an NFT is just a way of saying, Hey, I own the contract to say I own the official one. Now we might have the exact same picture. We might have screenshot the same picture, but here's my token that I purchased from the artist that created that. That says I own their picture. I know, now,
1: but I think that's meaningless because. And take it back to so say they say you did it with a deed to the house. They uh-huh. so say say it came along. It was like look. Well, hang on. I've got the NFT to this deed to this house. Therefore, I can live in it. Therefore, I can do X, Y, and Z with it, and you can't do that. Whereas with a piece of digital art, there's no possible reason to own the NFT behind it that gives you any sort of... Unless you've got a celebrity club in the back end that gives you Or just
0: the value of the collectible. Because there's no... Again, there's no having a Mona Lisa versus a counterfeit Mona Lisa in your living room. There's no difference well there is, is because digit- there
1: is because they're not identical are they they're not identical if they
0: work come to the brushstroke imagine if somebody could but it's different paint it using it's
1: a- different paint it's different it's different imagine whereas i'm saying the same paint but i'm saying, no but it's literally a different it's in a different physical <laughs> yeah, 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 space yeah, fair, fair. <laughs> whereas the, the digital image is can be copied infinitely to and it is identical it's zeros and was- ones
0: so Where- i guess but that doesn't that's still what you're the argument you're making is that even if you have this token that says hey i own the official one who fucking cares because a million people billion people around the world can have a copy of it and from a functionality from how it looks smells sounds tastes, it's the exact same thing so who cares if you own the original is that a fair way of like summarizing it
1: i'm saying they can't own a copy of it they can own it and use it itself. Like we may call it copy and paste, but we're just using In fact, it.
0: Here's a better example, or here's okay. a different way of thinking about it. Imagine if you go back to the Aston Villa example, you own the number one goal ever scored by Aston Villa. Sure. Now imagine if within that, you also own the rights to that goal being shown on television. So now that's a different, conversation then well but but so if you own a a digital board ape shark club picture or any nft of digital art imagine if and i think this is probably the case if they wanted to use the art that you have in a tv commercial now there's a tangible use case difference there between you owning the clip art one and me owning the one where i can say hey i officially own that image
1: but that those laws already apply if i make if i make a piece of art and put it online tv shows just can't use it because there's no nft behind it like i there's still copyright laws
0: well how would you prove that you own that without or well i'd have have to wouldn't
1: i i'd have to have showed that my how you ever prove any creation so then so
0: then think about it like this think about nfts is just that it's just a way to prove you own the digital creation. Like you've just said yourself, okay. If I if my digital art was to be used in a commercial respect, sure, okay. I would have to prove some way that I that I own that. Okay, That's interesting. That's an NFT. That's an NFT. And anything else, it, all mm. it is is proof that you own the. Image. Okay, fine. You can copy and paste it. You can do what you want with it, but. You don't for any commercial
1: it. use you can't use it basically yeah. is what you're saying and, and
0: just in and and just in how society views it you don't own it because i can prove that i own the original one because my nft shows mm. you i purchased it from frank who purchased it from jack who purchased it from bill who purchased it from the original owner yeah minted it so imagine if dan going back to danny's football pictures imagine if um Soccer AM or Sky Sports, like these are really cool. We want to use these pictures every time a player scores a goal. We want a digital picture to pop of that player, and we love the ones Danny's done. Now he's minted those, so he can prove he owns those pictures. Right now, I'm sure he could prove it in other ways. He could maybe show them his Figma board that he created them on, or show that he has the mm-hmm. iPad and what year he created it and all that stuff. But the NFT and all he's doing there is proving that hey. Although you can replicate this image, I can prove to you that I am the owner of this content and I'm the owner of its rights. That's all an NFT is. Okay,
1: that is different then. That is very different because that is just, it's a contract of ownership for an image in commercial use, which exists anyway. But maybe this is a more robust version of it.
0: But, so, but no, I, I disagree. I think it's the same thing as what we we're talking about with the value of art. They're just, one of them is a commercial use for it. And being able to prove that you are, you are the authenticated owner of that is what is going to stop you from being ripped off by Sky Sports and is what's going to get you paid when your art is used. But for a collector, it's the same thing. It's just proof that I own the artist's um, official piece of work so like think of that same concept with Maybe. ownership for commercial use is the same as ownership for collectible use and again you we can argue about whether i don't fucking own any of these things you don't we obviously don't see enough value to get involved but collectors do and that's why it's a multi-billion dollar space now because other people people do now i think there are a lot of people getting into it for so so are we happy to even if we agree to disagree on whether we would ever own one That there is some value in an artist being able to prove that they are the authenticated owner or a collector being able to prove that they own the official in
1: terms of the i agree there's value in proving that you're the creator of a piece of art or, or that owner. you own or owner right. of a piece of art. Oh, I don't know, but oh, I don't know. I don't like it. <laughs> That's in the That's digital different. world. I don't like it. I don't That's like different.
0: it. And it's fine. And I get it. It's a big, it's a it's an adjustment because it seems like it doesn't make sense. I feel like but I've read
1: and I feel like I've read and watched arguments against it that are much better than the ones I'm putting across now. And I can't like summon them. But yeah, fair. It's, but that's not useful at all. So it's more the collection thing
0: I've got an issue with because I just don't think you've got it. It, 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 I'm with you. It's a, it's a mind fuck, but Mm. it's also, it, it kind of doesn't matter whether we get it. It matters whether enough people get it for value to accrue to it. And I think 99.9% of the NFTs coming out now will be worth nothing. Exactly. Worth very little, worth less than they are now, let's just say. And I have a friend who spent who's probably going to be listening to this and we'll not so I won't say his name, but we'll not appreciate this. Um, <laughs> who spent thousands you know him as well, spent thousands of dollars on a elephant God. NFT that was oh, part of yeah. like a rip-off version of the board eight shot club. Yeah. And he was telling me, like, Mike, if you want to get involved, like here's what we get to vote on, we get to vote on what the future elephant NFTs what accessories they have. And the one I have is really rare. Cause the elephant's wearing a diaper and is throwing up and there's lasers coming out of his eyes. And I was like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? This is insane. And I think that that will not <laughs> prove to be a very good investment. <laughs> the, the, I did want to talk about something else within it. And we are, um, Yeah, I know we're running on time. I think one of the other things I wanted to talk about was just other use cases for it. And we talked about deeds and titles within a, um, within real estate, but there's also um, things like birth certificates or medical records where you could have a digital non-fungible, like something that you couldn't fake or- Or, or a passport or something. Reproduce yeah. or a passport, yeah, or access to vote. Like in the US, for example, even in the UK, it's, it's really stupid. Like you have to take the polling card that was sent to your house down uh, take it down with you to the polling station. So they give you a piece of card with your name on, it. you have to take it down to the polling station. I don't, do you need ID in the UK? You don't know. No, you don't. The UK. So you literally just need a piece of paper that was put through your door. That is how we basically attest to the validity of somebody's right to vote is if you just had a piece of paper through your door, then okay cool we'll assume if you walk in there with my piece of paper in birmingham and go and vote on my behalf you could do that and no one's going to stop you so it's not exactly a sure proof system of making sure that everybody who should be eligible to vote is allowed to and you could have an nft that every everybody has their own kind of individual nft that gives them the right to vote that changes once you you have voted so that you can see who has and hasn't voted without seeing what they voted for Fricky. in the us you have to take um a valid id to go and vote and in some states mm. two forms of id i mean there that- are problems
1: though, aren't there there's a lot of problems with that use case i think so in the uk it's mm-hmm. shown that voter fraud is a minimal it's just basically a non-issue even with that system right and having and the the conservatives here want to bring in a proponents of ID for voting, but yep. they it essentially just—it's another thing to screw the poor Disinfranchi- over. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's what I was going to
0: say. Is that in the US, it does it disenfranchises people exactly? Yeah. And I think an NFT have a passport or a driver's license. I
1: mean, if if you had an NFT, would that mean you needed to have a phone? Like, how just would access you
0: access to the internet? And, and yeah, is it, just as, as an example of of how. That can like we you we can't make the assumption that hey if somebody can't get a passport then how are they going to get an NFT in El Salvador they've given the whole population a crypto wallet and there are now more people with active crypto wallets so crypto wallets that they're using than there are people that have registered bank accounts yeah and if I said to you hey we're going to give everyone a crypto wallet you'd say well hang on because there's only forty percent of people that have bank accounts hardly anyone's going to have uh, one but the truth is it's way easier to have access to the internet to access your NFT for your right to vote than it is to get a passport. Yeah. Because I don't know. I right. think with
1: the vote, the voting was a unique, interesting case, isn't it? Cause you don't, you want to avoid like old, you think of old people explaining access in a crypto wallet to them.
0: I mean, with all of these, I'm going to say a few of this as well. It's not to suggest it's a perfect solution. If we implemented it right now, just from, so today given us the headline yeah. of this is how we could use it you'd need policy you'd need a way to make sure that old people weren't disenfranchised whilst people without internet access weren't disenfranchised but it still doesn't take away from the fact it would probably be an improvement on a system where i don't in know the if UK, it would all you need is a piece of paper and in the u.s you have to have certain documents that a lot of poor people don't have in order to be allowed, given the right to vote.
1: Yeah, in that in the American case, I agree. But I think given in the UK that it's been shown that it's not an issue that needs solving, essentially, in the UK. Um, I mean,
0: the turnout in the UK is pretty low, right? And one of the reasons for that is that people have to, it on a work day, have to take their little well, paper yeah. sent to their house and go and vote. Now, imagine if you could do that online from your phone.
1: Yeah, definitely. But I don't know if, Actually, if you you'd think, need yeah, an NFT you... for that. Why well, can't you just uh, fill if... out a form with your name?
0: Because you, I, I guess, the it goes back to the NFT just gives you that ticket that protects against fraud and it being replicated. So you, I'm kind of talking. This yeah, I
1: know and... what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it yeah, it makes sense. What's another use case you had? I <laughs> just me? mean, do <laughs> you want to move on?
0: Come on. Uh, <laughs> something like academic credentials, like having. Again, an open platform to like you know f- to get my first job, I faked <laughs> a degree in politics, philosophy, and economics. I went all out um, and got that job. Now yeah. that company probably had they had the option to check a giant database, <laughs> might have wanted to do so. <laughs> um, so, what
1: you'd have an NFT representing your degree, maybe
0: an NFT representing on a blockchain representing academic credentials so you could verify them, which in my case, getting a job in what was getting a job in recruiting at the time doesn't really matter. But if you're trying to get a job as like a brain surgeon, probably more important <laughs> that you're, uh, you are can be verified. But well, I think, again, I think all these use cases are just like random examples I'm throwing out that don't exist yet. And it's really hard to see the potential in something that doesn't exist and is just a scrap of an idea. But- I genuinely think that way smarter people than me will take some of those use cases and others that I can't even think of and make change really disrupt and change industries with them.
1: Yeah. Do what do I think about it?
0: I'd be interested in watching some of the videos you've sent, uh you've mentioned that you've seen that like are um a bit more uh prepared than I was. But, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I was gonna say more. <laughs> In- intelligent, articulate, yeah, you yeah, yeah. entertaining. No, the, have a the a people that literally like really are against it and are yeah. um, kind of. I'm but- with you. I I think it's a very speculative space, and there's a lot of bullshit in it, a lot of fraud. It's the same as Grimace Coin, right? Like anything new pr- presents and unregulated, and that people don't really understand presents an opportunity to rip people hmm. off.
1: Makes you grimace.
0: Just, oh, there he is. There it is. <laughs> and on still that. still it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of grimacing, should we have a look at our portfolio uh. wars? Good. So portfolio wars, Mike and I were going to go toe to toe for 12 months with a budget of a thousand dollars that we had to invest into crypto. Uh, and that could be in any coins we want across any coins we want with any kind of split. And the, the aim is to be up by the end of the year, and whoever has the highest amount, whoever's turned that $1,000 into the most amount of money or whittled it down into the, the highest amount of money will be the winner for the year. Uh, the only rule is we have to invest in one new coin per month so we can talk about it. It doesn't. There There's no limit on that amount. It could be a small amount. It could be a high amount, and we have to keep our money in for the year. So on the 1st of January, we invested in a spread coins each and it's now nearly the end of january so it is the 27th and so we can see how we've done i'm just watching you fill it out uh, it's, not, pretty, to be it's not the best not pretty. it's not the best so mike do you want before, to explain before your... we say who's
0: winning or losing let's, yeah let's, yeah yeah let's talk to what we actually invested in
1: sure you go you tell me mike what did you invest and why
0: so I invested in Ethereum, Solana, uh, Cardano, and yeah, well those were, that was my original allocation. So I had Solana, Cardano, and Ethereum that are all smart contracts platforms. So they're all kind of like languages almost that smart contracts can be built on. Not been the best bet so far, but that was my original portfolio. And then I've made one trade this month, which I made on the 22nd of January when um, Decentraland, when MANA, had taken a huge dip from its highs of like over $5 down to $2. So that was something else that I added in. But so basically, sorry, so I had Ethereum, Solana, and Cardano. I put 250 bucks in each. And then I saved 250 bucks of cash. So I saved it as USDC, US dollar Mm -hmm. coin. And then a few days ago, I bought Mana Decentraland at $2.06.
1: So not too dissimilar at all, Mike, not too dissimilar at all to, to yours. Interestingly, we both avoided Bitcoin. Which we both oh, yeah. said was quite interesting, didn't we? I guess we wanted to just be a bit different and look at some some altcoins, I suppose, which was right. the mentality behind that. So I've gone I've gone with Ethereum. I haven't gone with an even split like you did. So I put almost just under half into Ethereum because I felt like that was that had, had the best year before it. I kind safe of am bet, more comfortable like, with it. Safe bet, yeah. safe bet, what could go wrong? So $490 into Ethereum hundred and ninety five dollars uh into solana so yeah uh and then i also got some cardano so ninety seven dollars into cardano and then i also bought some um matic some matic uh i think okay. that was because that's polygon right
0: yeah that's, so right. that's how
1: much i know about because <laughs> we, we were very scheduled well researched. to interview the guy so i uh yeah and i'll hold my hands up i did, don't know it much about it at all i know it's so you didn't do any 10. research but just we about to interview this guy hunt. let's yeah. buy a bit see what he says must be legit uh and i've kept 109 dollars in in u.s dollar coin
0: well interestingly that 109 dollars that you've kept it's is my best return you have by far <laughs> a zero percent return zero percent is by your best return. it is
1: it really is so i'm not doing um, well so yeah. Say yeah. where,
0: where, uh, what percentage gains? What are the big percentage the gains? Gains, on gains your is an interesting
1: term as well to use. <laughs> um, can you gain negatively? So Ethereum is down thirty-five point nine percent. So that's turned my four hundred and ninety dollars into three hundred and fourteen dollars worth.
0: Nice. Good job.
1: Uh, but that's my second. That's my third best performer. <laughs> uh, my worst performer is the yeah. Solana down over fifty just over 50%. So that's Oof. down from 195 to $96. The Matic, my Crown Jewel that I know so much about down 39% <laughs> and ADA, the Cardano is down 22% or just 23. It's 20, 23, 22.96. It's rounded. So that's sure. turned my I think it was just because of the weird exchange rates that I was faffing around with turning it to dollars. I invested Nine hundred and ninety dollars, and that's turned into six hundred and fifty-four dollars. <laughs> so for
0: a uh, portfolio return of yeah. minus thirty-five yeah. percent. But I tell you uh, what, Warren Buffett, how are you getting on? You're trouncing out Eat your heart out. <laughs> your heart out. <laughs> <laughs> so I had obviously because we bought pretty much the exact same thing. I think I must have bought mine a little slightly different time because your Ethereum was down thirty-five point nine four percent. Mine was down to thirty six point zero two, so even worse somehow. <laughs> Same thing with um SOL. I managed to be fifty one percent down on SOL, twenty three percent down on ADA. <laughs> However, coming oh, in hot, <laughs> that trade, the day trader, <laughs> call me Gordon Gecko, the uh, wolf of <laughs> Broad Street over here, absolutely smashed it. <laughs> With a 4.85 percent return on my um, mana, my decentraland, which okay. means I turned my humble $246 <laughs> into a whopping $258. So, oh, giant, is giant that the price as to... of today? Did that? That's the price as of like literally a few seconds oh, before brilliant. we started the segment. Cool. So it's probably already down. <laughs> um, but so yeah, the only gain either of yeah. us had on any single trade was me buying um, two hundred forty-six dollars of mana, which has nice. made an incredible return of uh, twelve bucks. But that means my total return, slack, well, not return, sorry, my starting balance of a thousand. Bear in mind, Jacks was down to a shameful six hundred fifty-four. From a shocking performance, awful. Um, my one thousand dollars now sits at a lofty seven hundred forty-two dollars. I'm just glad one of us is doing well. Just keeping the respectability of the <laughs> <It's> pod. <apart>. Not- <laughs> I don't, it's not defined. Being down twenty eight percent as doing well. I mean, that was the joke I was making. <laughs> oh, I don't really think you've done well. You've been
1: awful. You've been absolutely awful, like me. That's more like it. More like it. <laughs> oh, but so I mean, collectively, so
0: we've turned we've turned two thousand dollars into just under one thousand four hundred <laughs> in twenty seven days, and you can't you can't say better than that. You can't say better than that, can you really? Oh
1: God. Oh God. What do you, what's your, what are you thinking moves
0: wise for, can you give us a preview of Feb, a wise one? I mean, Honestly, like the best, the two best trades so far were me buying what may have been a dip and maybe the bottom of the dip in mana. Mm. And then your best trade doing was this just literally holding a hundred dollars. It's funny because we <laughs> joked at the start that if one of us just held the thousand dollars, they'd win. It's looking like yeah. that probably will be the case. Uh, but yeah, I, my, my strategy is to try and find, at this point, some kind of altcoin that um, is highly speculative. Well, what was it? What was been... Grimace? What was Grimace? Yeah, Grimace saying? coin. Grimace <laughs> coin might be the <laughs> backbone of my strategy. So I'm going to spend a lot of time on Twitter looking for fake tweets about um, nice, digital yeah. new coins. But I think what we need now is to play it pay a bit less less safe (laughs) and to find some more speculative coins that when hopefully Bitcoin Ethereum I think so that the big 10 when they start climbing again like when Bitcoin goes up 5% Sol will go up 10% kind of thing so we need to look for what is the even riskier version Mm. of Sol double down
1: on the risk
0: (laughs) Yeah, we're not taking enough risk is the problem here Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so far, it would be really hard to call Portfolio Wars a successful endeavor. What I would say is worthwhile. Or, I mean, it's a marathon,
1: yeah. not a sprint, Mike. You know, you Fair. take the ups with the downs, and we start. We've hit the first hurdle. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> <It> there's, there's, <laughs> We've run into there's it. Eleven first. more hurdles, yeah. so we need to <laughs> Great. Great. Well, I, the the strong
0: start. I'm very hopeful for the others. An awful start in summary for us both, isn't it? So, yeah, interesting start, not what we would have maybe hoped for. I did tell you I wish we'd started in October mm. and uh, ended around early November, <laughs> but um, yeah, like you say, marathon, not a sprint. I still, I'm going to put my neck out there. I am still extremely confident that we both finish, unless we go fucking rogue with some of these trades, that we both finish in the green. That if we left our portfolios as they are. I think they're both at least fifteen hundred dollars, maybe more like two thousand by the end. That's of the really show.
1: that's your prediction if we just left them with the allocation now.
0: As they are now. I mean, I, it, I'd be kind of stupid if I didn't think the space was gonna go because it's where most of my money's in. Sure. But um yeah, that's my that's my prediction. So you Good. can clip that, Jack. And then when we're homeless yeah. a few years from now, you can remind me of it. No problem. Screenshot take. NFT it, it. It and NFT. NFT it. <laughs>
1: Mike's demise and on can be that, yours no, <laughs> to it. Good, it's come full circle. yeah, it has good, but good yeah, part, good, of Mike. Good episode.
0: Here. I think this one was interesting because it's the first time we've ever like really disagreed to quite strongly on something. But that was quite mm. uh, that was quite fun.
1: Quite it was, yeah, yeah. We've done a nice long one. It's been five hours, so. <laughs>
0: so technically per minute it's been our biggest biggest we'll slice this one up into three done um, i'm just going to edit you saying nfts are great good use case. <laughs> i own lots of monkeys um, but yeah we'll, uh, out. well
1: maybe you've changed cool. it. I'll, I'll sleep on it and who knows maybe i'll be maybe yeah, I'll i'm gonna ask you a at the start of next step um, um see you next time yeah see you yeah. next time man